Welcome to the Progress Podcast, Episode 5, Series 1. In this episode, I was fortunate enough to be joined by Emily Dolan-Davies, professional drummer with the likes of Kim Wilde, Thompson Twins and The Darkness. During our chat, Emily spoke about leaving the darkness to start her remote recording business, doing what makes her happy and launching her first remote recording course. Let's get into it. All right, guys, welcome to episode five, I think we're on, of the Progress Podcast. Today, a little bit excited, uh, we're, we're so, we're, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, everyone knows that I'm a musician, so this is exciting for me. We're joined by Emily Dolan-Davies. Uh, Emily, how are you doing? Are you all right? I'm doing really, really well, Joel. I'm, I'm so excited to be here because we've kind of chatted a little bit online and stuff, and I think I'm more excited than you, so <laughs> we can have a competition, but I'm pretty sure that I'm more excited. So thank you so much for having me. No, no, me. It's, it, it, it's, it's uh, my pleasure. Um, so for those who haven't come across uh, yourself or what you do, can you just kind of fill people in a little bit on what, uh, what the world is like for, for Emily Dolan-Davies? Yeah, so I am a professional drummer. Uh, I've been playing drums for over 20 years now, and I run uh, a business called emilydrums.com, which is basically uh, providing drum tracks for people remotely. And more recently, I've also started a business teaching people how to also run a remote recording business. And that's alongside touring when it happens, which obviously it's not right now, it's the time of recording this, uh, and sort of offering free advice and educational uh, material. And I basically keep myself busy and out of trouble. That's what I am, especially (laughs) one of those. Um, So you've recorded... And, and toured with like some well pretty much all household names as far as I'm concerned you know Kim Wilde, Brian Ferry, The Darkness, Thompson Twins, Howard Jones, uh, Tricky um, you know you've done you've got quite a, a, a vast catalogue of both material and live experience how did the kind of remote recording kind of come about? Well, it was a really interesting thing. So I had been touring for around about 10 years and, and was doing, I was touring every year. I was away for probably like six or seven months of the year every year. And I loved it. And I still love touring. But what happened was I'd started working with The Darkness, um, yeah. which was an amazing experience. We did this album called Last of Our Kind. We did some shows. But as time went on, it kind of, uh, we both worked out, both parties sort of worked out that maybe it was not quite the right fit. Yeah. So um, we decided to part ways, basically. And this was in, I think it was April or May of 2015. Yeah. I'm, got the worst memory when it comes to dates Uh, and I just thought okay my past experience tells me that once people think you're doing a gig like so uh, before that I'd been touring with Tricky and I knew that no one would therefore call me for the rest of that year because they just assumed that I'd be out with the darkness which is a fair thing to assume if they didn't know so I just thought right okay I can either sit here and be really miserable for the rest of the year and sort of like go whoa what do I do or I can just sit down and just go okay let me think about this logically I'm the kind of person that loves to kind of just try and make sense of what's happening so I just thought okay let me use this as a chance to just think about maximizing the things that I love about drumming and and my career and, and this industry and minimize the things that you know were great at first but yeah. maybe are not that appealing anymore and um i absolutely love playing with loads of different people that was the biggest reason that me and the darkness split was that i needed to commit to just them yeah. and i've got commitment issues when it comes to like, <laughs> fans yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I don't know <laughs> 
um, and I love playing songs. And yeah. I just thought, you know what? A remote recording business would be the most logical thing to do. I mean, I literally, when I tell you I had no knowledge whatsoever when it came to not just like the gear side of things. I knew about drums. I've been doing that for long enough. But, you know, all the microphones and preamps and how it all sort of fit together. Yeah. That was a whole world in itself. But then there was this whole other thing, which was the business side of it. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. I really have no <laughs> clue about this. So I kind of like just muddled my way through. I, it turned out I absolutely love sort of the business side of of the studio yeah. and I, I feel like I'm an investigator or like Sherlock Holmes trying to find the best way of <laughs> yeah, doing yeah, things yeah. or you know how, how am I going to find new clients oh let me try this and see what happens so yeah. I turns out I really thrive on the business side of things as well as the music side of it yeah. so I guess I'm just really lucky that uh yeah that that kind of works for me <laughs> yeah. I mean like when just when you uh, going back to what you were saying there about um you've got this amazing gig of of the darkness which i mean i've taught you i'd have to contain my excitement about the darkness but anyway um <laughs> i love them too uh, <laughs> so i get it but like when people talk about kind of business and and doing things that you're passionate about i mean that must have taken some serious like i mean i would have had sleepless nights to go from hard on a minute i've you know i'm playing with this amazing group of guys um you know we've just made this album it's going to be all fun and touring and all that type of stuff but then you kind of centre back on, am I really happy here? No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm going to have to walk away from this. Like that is, for me, that that must have been such a hard, a hard decision to make. But then obviously, as you've said, you've it's kind of been the right one, and you've gone on and and sort of you know you've scratched that itch that you've had to. Yeah. Well, like you say, I had I I definitely had some sleepless nights. There was a lot of going back and forth in my own head about what's the right thing to yeah. do. There was there was so much of me questioning, am I happy? Am I actually happy? Do I want to be doing this? Because on paper, like you say, yeah. that is like a dream gig. Yeah, when I got yeah. the phone call for that gig, I was just like, this is a this is incredible. Yeah, yeah. This is like the next level. Let's do this. This is going to be so cool. And the guys are amazing. When I met them, I was like, we got on just instantly yeah, yeah, yeah. and musically, and you know, so much about it was so brilliant. But there was this sort of like there was something there. There was this friction of like, but it doesn't feel right. And it's interesting you say about you know making a decision. It was an incredibly hard decision to make, yeah. definitely. Um, and I think because I sort of thought, well, everyone around me is going to see me make this decision and go, she's absolutely bonkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I thought, well, I'm going to have to make the most of it. So I'm going to have to not prove to people, but just show that this is the right decision. And yeah. therefore, that's why I, I think I did sort of like consciously sit down and go, right, let me make sure this is the right decision yeah. by making sure that after this, my life is just going to be even better yeah, than yeah. what it was. And it was already great playing with those guys. Yeah. Like I say, I've got so much love for them and I've got so much love for that period of time, that yeah, album, yeah. the touring. Um, but to be completely honest, it was the right decision because yeah. right now in this moment, talking to you, I have never been happier with my life, with where my career yeah. is at, with where it's going, the possibilities, and just to be able to exercise that that right to go I do have a choice here and I choose to be the happiest that I can be and, yeah. and I'm just I'm I'm so happy that I took that little yeah, brain yeah. step for like you know it was yeah. that short period of time of going oh gosh just yeah. do it and deal with the consequences and it's the best it's one of the best things that's ever happened to me I think that's like 
and I know um, a lot of people have this idea that musicians are a very different breed to everyone that has a nine to five job working in an office. But what you're saying there effectively is you've got this really sort of on paper sort of secure, really good job, um, and then you've kind of gone. This isn't hap- I, I, want, I want my own thing. I want to be able to control who I work with and 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 the kind of projects that are you know and you so you've walked away theoretically you know from a from the secure nine to five job which a lot of people can empathize with um so you obviously you've moved from you know you, you've kind of you've said right okay this isn't for me you've come here from the darkness like what was it like from day one the day after you've taught them and then right uh did you have clients already to sort of or was it just I had, you had no, nothing I- I had an idea. That was all I had, literally, because, as I say, when we parted ways, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I just knew that I needed to try something else, and and it just wasn't right. So, And like I say, I gave myself this sort of period of time of the rest of 2015 to kind of work it out and, and just go, right. I've got, I've been afforded this time. It's very much how I see this COVID thing, actually. So, although obviously it's a horrendous thing that is happening in the world and there's so much going on, but at the beginning of this year, I had a full year of touring. Like my diary was absolutely chock-a-block between touring and the bits of studio work that I could do. I think it was Kim Wilde you were meant to be on tour with, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah, that's right. So uh, we were meant to be touring her greatest hits because it's, um, uh, well, it's her 60th birthday this year, so she wanted to do a greatest hits tour. Yeah. And so we were meant to be doing that. So my diary was completely full. And then as of around about March, it was like, oh, no, everything's gone. Yeah. And rather than being like, oh, my, I mean, I did panic. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. more clients in the studio but what i actually did was go hold on a second in the same way with the darkness i've been afforded some time which i don't have a lot of these days so it's like okay what would be the most productive thing to do with this time versus just panicking and trying to fill it up with stuff which is what i usually do honestly if i've got free time i'm a nightmare to be around but i just thought right let me do this strategically yeah what can i do and that's how the idea about the remote recording business course came about as well so as once i have a bit of time to actually sit down and stop i'm actually quite good at well i feel i'm quite good at coming up with an idea and sort of seeing it through but um you know it's so easy to just get busy yeah and forget to have time to yeah. reflect on are you happy are you enjoying this what can you do better what can you eliminate that you're maybe not enjoying that much yeah so um yeah it's it's, it's just one of those things in it that you just learn over time <laughs> <laughs> so had the, the remote recording business had that not entered your head at any point prior to that not really because i in all honesty, because of my lack of knowledge yeah. of this world, I just was too scared. I was like, why would I do that? I, I'd seen friends of mine, a couple of friends were sort of doing it. And as far as I could see, they had all the knowledge, yeah. they had all the gear, they had all the experience. And I was like, I'm not even putting myself into that equation. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I had done a few recording sessions at, at sort of commercial studios, um, which I had enjoyed, yeah. but I wouldn't say that I thrived from it, not in the same way that I thrived in live gigs. Yeah. So I didn't, I was just like, I don't think it's for me. But then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, actually, that's quite a good fit for me. I just have this very small problem of I have no gear, yeah. I don't know a thing about the business side of things, and I don't have any clients. So it became this sort of like, it just, it started with me literally 
learning about what gear I needed. Oh, and I didn't have a space either, because that's the yeah. other thing with drums. We're not the most effective <laughs> instrument. <Yeah. laughs> so I just got together this plan, and I was like, okay, let's build a studio. Okay, let's just get some gear. And it wasn't expensive gear. It was just stuff that did yeah. the job. And that was kind of my basis, was like, I just need something that does the job. I'll worry about getting it sounding really great afterwards yeah. let me just work out how it all works nuts and bolts get that to sound as good as physically possible and then gradually upgrade yeah. parts of the studio um and then yeah and then i just started like I say sort of researching well how how do you find clients uh, i like why is that why <laughs> i'm not used to doing this so it was a case of sort of reaching out to friends at first and then gradually getting sort of referrals from people and i mean it was a whole long process, which yeah. I'm sure many of your listeners will be like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Not a single person yeah. through the door and you're like, have I made a mistake? Because yeah. that's literally what I thought. I was like, I've just spent all this money and all this time. Now what? Yeah. And sort of the panic set in and I was like, oh no. Yeah. As you can tell, panic is a big part of my life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'd, I'd, I'd set up my own sort of marketing agency five no longer than that eight years ago now eight, yes eight years ago now and I did the same sort of thing and I was standing in the kitchen clear as day and I turned on to my wife and I went do you know what it is I've had enough I'm gonna do it and it was like yeah let's yeah well you know we went, we went out for a meal and we celebrated and then I kind of came home and went to bed and it was great woke up the next morning I was like right uh -oh. um how how do you get clients again? oh right okay and like I, I'd, I'd heard on, on a um a podcast or a, a video chat that you did, um, maybe it was last week, where you said that you'd kind of fired out uh, a sort of an email to everyone, kind of saying, "This is what I'm doing." Uh, if you know anyone, or you, you know you're looking, or so, was was that quite a successful um, ex exercise for you, or did it? Yeah, I think so. I think just people knowing that I was doing this thing. To be honest, the main, the best thing that I got from sending that email was like it was a moment of admission that i was doing this yeah, thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it almost like, part of the like, process isn't it of like right exactly. i've sent the email this is happening now <laughs> yeah this is actually the reality yeah. like i'm out there doing this and weirdly that that was kind of the first hurdle to get over to just go okay cool i'm officially doing this now yeah. so i may as well get on with it yeah and i think the responses that i got were mainly people just going really glad you're doing this definitely keep you in mind i mean no one straight away was going yeah. yes i'd like drum tracks because you know how like yeah, yeah, yeah. in different phases with their recording and whether they need anything and at that time it definitely wasn't as well known to yeah. sort of like do remote recording a lot of people were like well how does that work um and then i was like trying to reply in a really succinct way when yeah, actually yeah. in my head i was going i'm not actually 100 percent sure so yeah so it was really good like that and then i also had a couple of producer friends of mine who got back and said look if you want me to listen to your the sound that you're getting from your yeah, studio yeah. give you some tips i'd be happy to do that so it, you know it was nothing but a really positive yeah. reaction and like i say it was kind of the kick up my backside to go right you're officially doing this you better actually do some work yeah. and then that's when i sort of started branching out i would um do daily searches on like Facebook and yeah. on Twitter and on Reddit and just search for certain keywords and then reach out to people and just say, Hey, so I'm, I'm doing this thing. If yeah. you need some drums and you know, a lot of the times you don't hear anything, but yeah. gradually what just one person said, yes, yeah. I remember that first guy and it was like, Oh, okay. And then I did that and he was happy. And yeah. I was like, Oh, okay, great. And then sort of someone else and it sort of compounded. And yeah. Obviously, 
five years later, it's just like, it's just rolling. I mean, yeah, just, I'm pretty booked up and I'm very glad about it. <laughs> I'm so grateful. To it's just, I still feel like, wow, this is actually working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so have you, have you found sort of since everyone, and I hate to use the word lockdown because we haven't really been locked down, but that's just a political view when we don't get into politics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like since the whole COVID-19 thing, have, have you found that kind of people have just been like, right, well, I can't get into a studio now. I need to look for somebody who can do this remotely. Um, have you found, you know, sort of businesses gone like that or what have you found? It's, it's really interesting, actually, because uh, I think if you look at it in, I, I sort of see it as two different types of clients that I right. deal with. So you've got the guys that are the producers that work with labels and the sort of bigger name artists, of which there's not many that I work with, to be honest. Yeah. They're not my main demographic. But they went very quiet. And okay. I think that's because the music industry as a global thing yeah. kind of stopped and yeah, just went, yeah. oh, what are we, yeah. What do we do? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. no, everything just stop and then we'll work it out. Whereas the, the people that I work with more regularly, which are the independent artists, yeah. went, great, I've got time to finish this album, this yeah. EP. I, you know, there were other people that were like, I've had this passion project for years that I've wanted to yeah. finish. So would you be like to be involved in that? So honestly, like the influx was pretty intense for me yeah. so my business just went it went up and I, I to the point that I was because I decided I was doing this course and I knew the amount of time that I needed to dedicate to it I was having to just say no to people because yeah. it was just like I need to protect that time that I now have in the same way yeah. that artist now has the time yeah, to yeah. do their of project course. and yeah, it's yeah. like to have to turn down work when you've literally had like a year's worth of touring it, it in, on paper sounds crazy and yeah. feels weird but actually i'm it's the best thing that i decided to do yeah. just protect my own time yeah. and and realizing how valuable that is to me not just for work as well obviously for like relaxation yeah and of course trying yeah. to get a work-life balance yeah. although i'm not great at that <laughs> i think you'll find yourself you probably sort of spread yourself too thin once you you sort of you know if, if you take on eight clients a week then you can give them you know quality time like i saw yesterday when you were doing the um when you were live streaming on youtube like yeah. that 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 period at the end where you were like you were trying to get that that the feel on the, on the, on the i think it was the, the the kick drum you were trying to get that spot on like if you had 16 clients in a week like that that time and because a lot of it is your time you can't you yeah. couldn't really spend getting it that right if you're spreading yourself sort of too thin so it's really interesting first of all i want to say thank you for being on that live <laughs> it was so lovely to see you i was like this guy <laughs> on the ground reporting in the field i loved it it really warmed my heart um but yeah it's interesting that you say that about sort of spreading yourself too thin because i there was definitely a shift yeah. where all i was trying to do was get as many clients possible as many clients as possible but then there was definitely a shift where I just went, actually, I should be focusing on giving my best attention yeah. to one client at a time. I shouldn't be, you know, jumping to the next, to the next, to the next. And it's partly to do with, you know, the whole mindful thing as well. Yeah, yeah. It's good to be in that moment. And like you say, get that one kick drum that was driving me insane <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I got it in the end, so it's fine. Because yeah. when it works, it's like a relief. But um, yeah, and just being able to spend that time and to be like yesterday, I think it was almost a two hour live stream yeah. to be able to spend two hours chatting with the lovely people yeah, that yeah, yeah. take out their time from their day. 
to come and say hello and and to have a chat and to appreciate the music that's happening and this this artist is creating and they're there they go there going this sounds great you know can't wait to hear the finished thing yeah and i'm there just going i can make sure that this is the best i can possibly make it and yeah. there's such you know, to have that pride in what I'm doing is, is really brilliant. So I went from the shift of trying to fill up my week with as many people as possible to yeah. just cutting it down, probably by about half, and just going, actually, let's concentrate and be a little more relaxed yeah. and be in a better headspace and be more rested. And, you know, all those things that make you do a better job. And in the long run, so much more important than just having quantity over quality i yeah, guess yeah yeah i think it, it, it somebody said to me years ago about it just that about quantity and equality and the, and the kind of the connection between them two and they used the um i don't know if analogy is the right word but they said if vincent van gogh had painted a thousand paintings versus the 20 or something that he did do like it just it, it devalues everything so if, if you're yeah. on every i mean from a business point of view obviously you want to be on as many tracks as possible but if you are yeah. on every track it kind of like oh well, she's kind of everywhere and that's it yeah you know she- so, <laughs> well, exactly yeah yeah exactly you know so you you've got a business to run you know you've got bills to pay you've got to have that line between what I need to make and it, it being relative to the work that you do as opposed to just say, saying yes. I mean, have you ever said no to somebody, if you know, when you've had the time, but you've kind of gone, this isn't me, this, this is, do oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Often, yeah, often I get sort of, so for instance, if someone uh, gets in touch and they want like a heavy metal track that uses double kick, right. which I know a lot of people will have no idea what I'm talking about, so it's a very specific type yeah. of drumming. Uh, it's not something that I am at a level that I am comfortable to be recording yeah. for them, let alone charging them. So yeah, yeah. if I feel uncomfortable, I'm not going to do it. I think even, uh, was it in that live stream? Or anyway, within the last couple of days, someone was asking me to uh, do a uh, Latin track. And I was like, no, I, yeah. it's not my thing. Like I can do it, but it's not in my blood. It's yeah, not, yeah. It doesn't come naturally it's to not me instinctive. because I've been playing yeah. it. Exactly. I've been playing rock and pop and blues and all that sort of stuff and songs for the last 23 years. And that stuff is ingrained in my yeah, DNA. Yeah. Like, I just understand it. And it's just because I've done it so much. So yeah. I would hate to do a poor job at a track that I'm not very good at. Yeah. And then people think that that's how I play because it just doesn't benefit anyone. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. And, and, and like I said, I mean, like you just said, rather, um, as long as I'm covering my bills, I'm kind of like cool with it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And for a very long time, since I was a kid, actually, when I very first started out, my whole focus has always been, right, how much do I need to make a month? Yeah, even yeah. when I was starting out playing covers gigs, yeah. I was living at home and it was like, right, I can't even remember what the number was, but I toyed it up. It was like for petrol and insurance and some other bits and bobs, living at home. It yeah. was something like 180 quid a month. And I was like, cool. And at the time, it's like, that means I've got to do two covers gigs a month. And then I've covered my bills. And that's always how I've looked yeah, at yeah. life. And I don't know why that is. And I don't know if that's healthy. And but, I don't know if it's good business sense. But it works for me because yeah. it means I don't pack my time out. Yeah. It's just doing things that I get to do. Yeah. I get to be paid for it. And then I get to have this other time that I go, now I get to choose what I do with my time, yeah. which is really fun and, and such a privilege. I think when, when you say there about sort of how people or how you approach um, billing for, for the work that you do, I think 
most people, greedy people, would kind of go, right, I just want to make a profit, I just want to make loads of money and what happened. But you've got to be pragmatic about it. You've got to say, right, what are my costs? What are my, yeah. you know, my overheads? What do I need to make? And some people, like you say, I mean, are happy just paying their bills. And as you say, then that frees up time. And I'm a big advocate for people sort of focusing on their mental health and not going for this whole, I want to be a millionaire. I mean, you're on Instagram, I'm on Instagram. We all yeah. see it. You know, yeah. some guy sitting on top of a Bentley. And, <laughs> it, you know, but people people buy it and think, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. Really? Are, are, you, are you going to be that happy, you know? so You've got to ask the question, like, yeah. are they happy, actually? And what matters, really? Yeah. And, and I think sometimes you've got to go through that to yeah. understand. And like you say, the Instagram culture thing is, I mean, it is a blessing in so many ways, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it is a curse in so many other ways of just, like, people posting up their highlight reels. I see it. I say it so much, but it's so true. Everyone's Instagram feed is their highlight reels. So yeah, you yeah. don't see all the other stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, they might be yeah. absolutely miserable with their life, yeah. but they're there smiling, like you say, sitting on top of a Bentley or yeah. whatever's making them happy. Um, and But actually, they're unfulfilled. And yeah. I just, I don't advocate that, advocate no. that at all. And I'm more about sort of like, aside from obviously, if I'm doing a recording a, uh, something for someone I want it to be as perfect as possible yeah. but I equally offer uh, free um, sort of educational videos where yeah. I make sure that I do share the yeah. things that are hard and yeah. you know the struggles that I do go through and it's not because I'm there going oh woe is me it's because I want other drummers other musicians yes. to see what I do yeah. on the highlight reel but then also see the work that's gone behind it so yeah. that hopefully they can relate and go ah oh, I'm feeling like that too, or, oh, I'm going through a rough time like that too, but she got through it yeah, and she yeah, did yeah. something and it's going to be okay because yeah. it will be okay. You just got to find the way to make it work, basically. <laughs> I think, I mean, and you, you'll have experienced this firsthand and I would, I would kind of even, for me, put the darkness into this, this group of people where when you're young, and I mean, I, I bought permission to land when I was 16, I think. Oh, nice. Um, you must be about the same age then. I thought so. I, I, and I, and I remember going into college and being like, Jesus Christ, this is like, you know, <laughs> it, it was the fir first day of college and I had the, the, this album in my hand um, and we all did a, um, uh, like a sort of, I'm Phil and I'm, you know, 16, I'm from wherever and introduce myself. And, and the, one of the questions was, what was the last album we bought? So I pulled it out of my little, little backpack that I had and I was like, these guys are going to change the world. And I remember anything that the darkness touched, whether it was they were on top of the pops, miming, which I had great issue with, but never mind. Um, <laughs> you know, whether it was they were on it, Redden, or, or they were on, uh, what was it called? SMTV Live. Whatever they were on, I was like, right, this is it. And you have this view uh, of, of, of musicians, the stars, and the whole term, which you probably, if you had a pound for every time somebody said, oh, you've made it, like... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, make, like making it is just, it's such a broad thing and it doesn't really exist. But the point yeah. I'm trying to make is people are so transfixed on, um, you know, the likes of uh, Justin Bieber and, and this, all the C's, the money, the fame, the, the, the cars, the women, the houses, all that type of stuff. And they don't see, I mean, Justin Bieber is an exception because he gets his songs written for him, but never mind. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that's a different podcast altogether. Um, but they don't see the the i won't call them the the downsides but they don't see the hard stuff they don't see the hours and hours of 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 
writing and and re-recording and tweaking and scrapping yeah. it and get go. You know, they don't see the day-to-day mechanics the of process. It, the process yeah. exactly, yeah. And I think that tied in with Instagram, it kind of creates this illusion that everything comes easy to people and that life is great and it's you know. So yeah. I take my hat off to you for for when you say that you record this the difficult stuff because there is more. I think education and, and sort of exposure, especially young kids coming through, to to have a balanced opinion. You know, yes, there is money there. You know, if you work hard, yeah. there is money and opportunity, but it's not going to come easy. Yeah. You know, you've got to yeah. work. I mean, for for me, when I when I had the, the the marketing agency, I would say charge somebody X amount of pounds for a website, and they go, "What? Eh? It's only a five page website. You're not paying." for the website you're paying yeah. for how many hours that i've had to to to, to learn coding and design yeah. and so it's same for you when you approach somebody and they say like how much well yeah. i've been playing since i was 14 or however you know um yeah. i've spent thousands of pounds on kit um yeah. you know i've been up till two three o'clock in the morning watching videos and and, and tutorial like this it, I wasn't born like this. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so you it, pay it, for the experience exactly that comes with the person. And like they say, I love this quote, and I think it's so true. Uh, it, they say that it takes ten years to make an overnight success. Yes. And I think that Instagram yeah. is the perfect showcase for exactly that, where somebody yeah. will suddenly blow up, and it's like actually look into their background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guarantee do a bit of research. Working yeah. a lot. And it's interesting you say about even the Justin Bieber thing and you know saying about he may get his songs written for you, uh, for him rather. As someone that I am working with at the moment said something so interesting to me recently. He said uh that the thing is with fame is that there is a trade-off. And yes. so whether you're successful or not, whether you write your own songs and whether you know people don't see that process if you you trade your personal life for fame, yeah, and I think a lot of people don't uh, also think about that. And yeah. that was another thing that I was slightly uncomfortable with with the darkness was that that side of things, although very small, tiny, teeny tiny compared to many other people, it made me feel uncomfortable because I'm a control freak, <laughs> <basically>. <laughs> and I like to be able to put out there what I want to put out there that yeah. I feel is valuable for people rather than just something random. Yes, of course. And, um, and to give that up, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Yeah. I don't think like I, no amount of money I would trade for the ability to be able to say what I'd like to say to people to help them, Yeah, you know? And, and yeah, so I think, I think that's a whole nother side of stuff that, that also Instagram is grateful and social media is grateful. You do have your own voice. You do yeah. have a platform to use in a positive way if you choose to. And I think it's really incredible. Although it does have its pitfalls, I think, on the whole, it's yeah. completely invaluable. Yeah. So kind of it, it, this ties in with social media, funnily enough. So obviously the, the you've, you've, you've built up this body of work um, with the, your own remote recording business and you mentioned obviously the opportunity during this whole pandemic thing to, to kind of show others i've followed the 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 drummer's guide to and that type all the kind of the content you've been putting out which i guess was a natural progression into putting all that together into this course um how have you i mean i know you, you when did you launch it it was it's been a, it was on my birthday uh, that was right June. that was right yes that was right i remember that what what kind of what kind of reception have you had on social media like what kind of amazing just so like 
uh, almost daily I get messages just going, thank you so much for sharing this. And, yeah. you know, I've, I put out a free workshop that does literally give you a blueprint of how to start and get clients through the door. And, you know, I'm not that kind of person that's going to hold stuff back. Yeah. So if I, if I want to tell you about something, I'm going to tell you about it. I'm not going to go, you need to pay me this yeah, or that yeah, to yeah. get the, the information. It's like, no, no, if you literally just watch this workshop, you will start your business. You will yeah, get yeah. people through the door. So, um, yeah, and like I say, I've just been getting so many incredible messages of people just going, thank you so much. I didn't know about this. I implemented this, and I'm getting clients now. And yeah. it's just, honestly, there is it's so fulfilling to yeah. know that I'm able to help people, and especially in such a tumultuous time as what we're living in right yeah. now to be able to have to be some sort of beacon for people to follow and and be able to help them is just like oh i can't yeah. even tell you how much it means to me i think that's how much it to when me. you talk when 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 people talk about business and why they get into it like some people are very much led by money you've already said as long as you've got enough to pay your bills that's fine like yeah. it's that feeling that you mentioned there that i think that's that's the real payday is when you can, you know, you, you shut the door to your studio overnight time and then, you know, you, you, you're you lying in bed or whatever and you just think, I've done good today, you know. And yeah. it's that type of stuff that I think motivates you the next morning when you get up, you think, right, I'm going to do it again and again. And it doesn't yeah. become a chore, you know. Yeah. People complain about their nine or five and all that type of stuff. So in that sense, it is a very... Uh, so, so it's just, it, it makes it a little bit more special, that feeling. Um, yeah. But I guess in 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 a way with what you're doing with the 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 course is you're enabling people to kind of be in that position themselves. Once they've got their business up and running, then with a bit of luck, they're going to experience the same feeling as you. Uh, which is, yeah. I guess, is the that again it sort of amplifies that feeling. You've done a good day's work, but then you've also empowered someone else to do a good day's work. And it's exactly it's kind of that thing of passing it forward. And and like you say, it started out with a drummer's guide too. That was my first sort of moment of sharing stuff that helped people. And I was getting messages from that. I mean, that started in twenty oh when was it twenty eighteen I think. Right. And um, just putting out weekly videos about random subjects. You know, random sort of how to do tour bus touring and yeah. you know what it's like to have post-tour blues and you know all these sorts of random things that no one was talking about but it's just as you say it's the stuff that people don't talk about exactly yeah. and, and just to be able to make a connection with people yeah. so that they didn't feel alone was just really spectacular yeah. so and in a way i suppose emilydrums.com the remote recording business is the same i'm helping facilitate people to yeah. share their story their emotion, their feelings in the form of a song. And, yeah. you know, I just happen to get to play drums on that, which yeah. I'm just so fulfilled by. It's like, wow, I'm so glad that I get to be a part of that yeah. and a part of that team that's sort of like creating this thing. And like you say, now it's the same thing with the, the course and being able to teach people how to feel the same way that I do, yeah, feel yeah. so fulfilled, feel like you have a bit of control because, you know, before I started the business, my uh, income was based on somebody else calling me for yeah. a gig, for a tour, for yeah. a show. And that's great. When you're on the road, when you're being called, it's amazing. But yeah. inevitably, at some point, you get off a tour and then no one calls. And then it's yeah, like, yeah. and your whole being is kind of like, it centers around and your self-esteem centers around whether that phone's ringing. Yeah. And that's not healthy. That's what I worked out. That is, at least for me, 
doesn't work for me. Yeah. So having my own business negated that instantly because it's like, cool, I know if I can put in the time to my business, I can find clients and I can earn a living. Yeah. Brilliant. That's perfect. And then following on from that, it was like helping people as well. Yeah. It was just next level, like yeah, astronomical. Yeah, yeah. Wait, if I can help people as well? Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is like the holy grail. Why is, no, why is it everyone doing this? Yeah. Um, so I, and I guess thinking about it sort of day to day for you, like that kind of almost fills your year up. Like if you, if you do like a three or a six month tour and then you've got remote recording stuff to do in between, and then you've got this recording, recording business course running adjacent to that. I mean, like that's, that's a full year. <laughs> it is, but you're, you're all also almost covering every base really. I kind of taken your skills and talent and ability and kind of just what's the word I'm looking for it's like diversifying yeah yeah I suppose it is yeah like yeah. some people will kind of pigeon themselves in, in, a, in a pigeonhole themselves rather in right I'm, a, I'm I like to tour this is just what I do or I like to be in the studio this is just what I do you're kind of like you're doing everything um yeah which I guess at times can be like especially and i remember that that video that you did about sort of post tour blues um that must kind of fill the void so once you come off tour and so you're not sort of sitting around doing nothing you're like <laughs> right, your thumbs <laughs> I, I, yeah i mean I, i've never toured like i was in a band like when i was like 16 um and only done sort of local shows and things so i i, I can't empathize with that sort of post tour blues but i imagine it's quite a, a lonely place going from having you know, crew and band and fans around you to like, right, wallop. So we'll see you in six months' time, nothing. At yeah. least you've got the sort of the ability to kind of that day straight after, right, open up the studio, right, where we're at now. You know, it's... Exactly, yeah. Uh, it's, it's like... No, yeah, go sorry, I was going to say, like I say, it is completely life-changing. And it's interesting that you say about not being able to empathise with the, um, the post-tour blues thing. I have a question. So, you know, when you went and did a gig, right? Yeah. And the next morning, how did you feel? Oh, yeah, there uh, That's the feeling. Do you know what it is? There, there was there was one. Um, we played at the. It was the Colin Academy at the time. That's the O2 Academy in Newcastle. Um, oh yeah. Do, have, you, have you played there before? I have indeed. Right. Yes. So we were on uh, in Academy Two upstairs. Um, and if you've been upstairs, the dressing room is like a matchbox. It's tiny. Yep. <laughs> So we're we're in there, and you know, I think it was like a club night. So we we didn't actually go on till about midnight. Um, by which point, everyone was hammered. We could have been you too for all people cared, like yeah. you know. But this was a big this was a big thing for us. Um, yeah. And we came off stage, and me and the guitarist Dan, um, we used to sort of have this thing of right now. Nah, I'm sick of this. I'm leaving. I'm li nah. I can't be doing it. I'm, I've had enough. <laughs> and then you would go on stage, and then we'd come off, and we'd be like. That was amazing. Like this was, yeah. you know, and I, I remember very vividly, we all walked downstairs as, you know, carrying your own gear up and down the stairs. Yeah. Um, you know, got to the bottom of the stairs, lashing down a rain, three o'clock in the morning by the time we got out. And I was like, I could not be happier. This is amazing. This is uh, my life's made. This is what I'm going to do. And then as I see, you see, wake up the next morning and it was like, I've got to go into an office for eight yeah. hours. And I was See? like, oh, my days. It was just oh. so, so that coupled with the, the the sort of the post gig, biggest gig of my career till this to this day. Like it was that and the fact that I had to go to a normal job as well yeah. was just. So I can tell you now 
that feeling is exactly the same. It may be slightly different circumstances, mm. but the feeling is identical. Yeah. You get off the road and you're like, oh, yeah, now yeah, what? Yeah, like, yeah. you come back to what feels like nothing. Yeah. And it's just, you come from this place of so much excitement and adrenaline yeah. and, you know, and then you come back and it's like, oh, oh. Yeah. Back to real real life. Yeah, like, there's bills so, landing on the doorstep and there's exactly. nothing in the cupboard. Like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That. So to have something to then come back to and yeah. to cultivate whilst I'm awake. Because the other thing about being on the road, being on tour, is there's a lot of downtime. Yeah. You know, the gig itself is an hour and a half or two hours. You maybe have a sound check, yeah. which is maybe another hour. So that's three hours out of your day. But the rest of the time is a lot of sitting around yeah. and trying to, trying to fill up that space whilst being exhausted. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's why sort of like having the business on the road at the same time kind of works really well. So you can still be doing stuff yeah. so that once, or at least for me, once I come back, it's kind of like I have a diary full of clients. Yeah. I tried to take a couple of days off just to rest. Yeah, yeah. I just put that out there. Because <laughs> um, and, yeah, it just kind of, I don't know, it just works for me. And I think it is about finding something that works for you and, yeah. and just just trying stuff i think that's yeah. the biggest thing i've learned from running a business actually is just not being afraid to just try something yeah. and see what happens it's yeah. not that you put everything into it and it's all or nothing it's like i'm going to try this one thing and if it doesn't work nobody's going to remember it anyway so who yeah, cares? Yeah. and if as long as i can learn something from yeah. it, then great but maybe it will work and then it's building upon that and and i just i love the feeling of being able to just try things yeah and notice what happens, and then try something else. Yeah. It's actually really quite creative. In a yeah, way. yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, it, I really enjoy it. I think it's um, for for our generation, it's um, almost like it's it's the the risk attached to business is sort of almost less than like the generation above us. Like when we start a business we are quite happy to make mistakes and, and, and then go, all right, okay, fair enough, that didn't work, let's do something else. Whereas the older generation are like, oh, I've ruined everything. And it's, you know, yeah. and I think, I mean, I've seen countless um, things on Instagram, you know, where people talk about uh, if you're going to fail, fail fast and learn from it and all that type of stuff. And it, it is, it's true. You know, in, in your world, you might put something out if you're quite an anxious person. Um, you put something out there and you think, oh my God, it's the worst thing, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> But in reality, to you, to the audience, it's like, well, no, nah, maybe, no, nah, you know, we'll, we'll we'll forget about that one and we'll move on to the next one. Yeah. If you've got that ability to learn and to 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 watch what you're doing and then analyze it and then go, that didn't work, that did. We need to do more of that, less of that. Like, yeah. and, and that must be the same for you when you've, you know, whether it's uh, trying to attract new clients, whether it's the communication with clients. Everything yeah. and everyone's different, you know. You're never going to get someone that, you know, follows the same model every single time. Um, it's so true. You've got to just like at the end of the day, I'm dealing with people. It's, yeah. I thought in my head when I envisaged this business, I thought it would be like a conveyor belt. Yeah. I thought people would fill in a form, they'd order a track, I would do it and send it back with minimal contact. Yeah. But actually, what it is is friendships with yeah, yeah, many yeah. people who yeah. kind of just occasionally will send me a track to play on and yeah. although it's not what I thought it was going to be oh, I'm so glad that it is what it yeah. is because I've met some of the most incredible people yeah. it's just I'm just so incredibly I lucky. think what you were saying before about sort of um people sending you these songs that are such a, a big part of their soul. So soul yeah I was just that yeah. was the word I was going to use like 
that is a very very intimate thing like very. if somebody's writing about a life experience or you know whatever it may be like they're almost saying come and share this with me and, and trusting you with it i yeah. like when people you know there's pretty much the soulless work out there for you know <laughs> but then to go from something like that to 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 being a, a big part of somebody's art is yeah. like i mean that's just that's gold on top of all the other perks that you have and all the other right, yeah. rewards like that's just you it know. really is I, I like i said i'm so lucky to be entrusted with that and i don't take it lightly every track that i get sent even if maybe technically it might not be the best sounding song or yeah, yeah. recorded in the best way i don't care because the very act of someone showing their soul to the world and letting me help them it's yeah. i i just have massive respect because as you say putting stuff out there it's scary and yeah, yeah. i'm sure you had the uh, you may still have it with the podcast but i'm sure with that first episode you're like oh my gosh oh my gosh i'm doing this and i was the same with the drummer's guy yeah. too but the question that i ask myself that makes me do things is whatever i put out there i never ask myself is it good because i don't think anything that i do is good and i'll say that up front what I do ask myself is, is it good enough? Yeah, yeah. Is it yeah. conveying a piece of information? Is it, you know, does it have value to people? Or just one person? Even yeah. if it's yeah, just yeah. one person, I'm going to put it out there. Yeah. So as long as the answer to that question is yes, even if it's in a small way, yeah. that piece of content is going. And what happens to it after that? Who knows? And it can either be ignored, which sometimes it is, or yeah. it can be taken on by people. And Either way, like you say, it's a learning experience, yeah. and I think if you can if you can look at things in that way, it kind of detaches you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because I I used to suffer massively with things like that, being anxious. Yeah. I used to have massive like social anxiety. I was obsessed with you know people must think this about me when I speak to them. Oh, I'm such an idiot, and you know awful self talk. I mean, I was just I was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> but to learn to kind of like step away and yeah. just go, actually, in the bigger picture. Does this matter? Does this yeah, video yeah. matter? If it goes out there and people hate it, does it matter? Yeah. Actually, no, it probably doesn't. And what's the worst that can happen? Well, I can always delete it. So, yeah. okay, let's just put it out there. <laughs> but no, no, it's true. I mean, again, going back to what we're talking about Instagram, I've been guilty in the past where um, I've put something quite personal on Instagram. And then I've either done one of two things. I've either gone, ah, I probably shouldn't have done that and deleted it. Or I've allowed myself to focus on the value of it being predicated on how many people like it. Like, uh, yeah. and it's like, uh, yeah. so I think once you can remove this, like obviously, as you say with the podcast, when I've, I put that first one out there, it was like, right, please, you know, and <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't say this, but you think, right, go viral, go viral, go viral, you know, <laughs> but, it, it, and it's not, it's never going to happen. There's a guy who, um, I don't know if you've come across, uh, called Gary V on, uh, oh, on, yeah, yeah, yeah oh, Gary yeah. Vinichuk, yeah, yeah. Um, so, he said something five, six years ago, and he, he said that one is greater than zero. Now, I tie that into what you say there. If one person likes a, a, um, an episode of the podcast or likes you know, one of your, your uh, Drummer's Guide 2 videos and then goes away and does something on the back of that, job done. done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Life like, is good. Like, aye. That is life to me. That is it. It just takes one person yeah. and to be able to connect with one person, yeah. even if it's them just taking out a second of their day to double tap and like yeah. something, even that it's like, you yeah. know what? I touched one person today and yeah. I'm pretty darn proud of myself. Right. On to the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> but not, and that's it. And not getting too hung up on 
likes and shares and all numbers, that type of stuff. It's yeah. so easy to do that. Um, I think you you almost lose sight of, of why you're doing it in the first place. Do you know what? It's interesting you say that. So this is something that I definitely noticed about myself maybe about a year ago, and it was making me miserable. It yeah. was just like I was putting stuff out there, but like you said, I was looking at the amount of likes. I was comparing it to other people, which is like the death of everything. Yeah, yeah. Never compare yourself to anyone. Uh, you are on your own journey. But what I did was, and this is awful, and I probably shouldn't be admitting this, but I don't care. I'll tell you. Um I decided, right, I'm not going to go on social media anymore. And yeah. the way that I deal with all my comments, all my messages is through another third party app yeah. so that I don't even need to go into Facebook yeah, or yeah. Twitter or Instagram to reply because inevitably you end up going to that homepage yeah. and scrolling and then going, oh no, well, this person's doing that and that sounds really good and I don't sound that good and yeah. I don't really know what I'm doing and I clearly am a charlatan. So to sort of like take that out of the equation, yeah. it's made me so much happier and so it's just made it a lot easier to put content out there because yeah. i'm not looking at what everyone else is doing i'm going i want to put this out because i think it's valuable not because someone else is doing it or not because someone else has put something similar out if that happens ah coincidence who cares yeah but um yeah i think just being able to work within your own what you know are your own weaknesses within yeah. yourself if that makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah i've got i've got tons i am by no means yeah. perfect but I work with what I've got, you know, yeah. and I make it work for me. And I think it's just, again, finding that, trying out something new, yeah. seeing if you feel better for it. If you feel worse, don't do that again. Try something yeah. else. <laughs> well, it, 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 it's, a, it's a fairly simple uh, sort of philosophy Theory. to have, but, <laughs> yeah. but so many people get it wrong. So many people oh, yeah. don't even acknowledge it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people don't even think that they have a choice. I think yeah, that's yeah, yeah. The, the biggest problem with a lot of things is, is people think, I can't choose to not do this thing right yeah. now or anymore. And it, the reality is 99% of the time you do have a choice. It might yeah, yeah. be a hard choice. It yeah, might yeah. Be the hardest choice you've ever made. Yeah. But you can make that into the right choice by just following through and making it better, making yeah. a better decision for yourself, even though it's hard and yeah. difficult and maybe unusual. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those I, I suppose I guess from, from a musician's point of view, maybe he's a, a musician who doesn't have either any experience or doesn't have any desire to get into the the mindset of this is a business do you know what i mean like that's one of the skills i guess that a musician who wants to get into either remote recording or just wants to get into you know the business side of earning a living from music has to to appreciate that philosophy of whether it's going into a studio whether it's doing it remotely or doing a tour like if something doesn't work Right. Rather than just let's just go wild and let's go down the Keith Richards approach of getting hammered. And, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like stop and evaluate what you've done. And if yeah. if you know if, if it was it went down great, do it again. If it didn't, don't do it again. You know, yeah. it, it you've always got a choice. But I think it's getting through to people to make them realise that they've got a choice. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I think so. And also, like you say, sort of like depending on with how you deal with what happens because. So I had something happen to me very early on where I went to go do a recording session when I was 16 and it okay. was like the worst thing that could have ever happened. I just, I completely fell on my face. I thought that this was my moment where yeah. I was going to make it, you know, and uh, it just, I failed on every, in every way possible. I won't go into the details, but in every way possible, I failed. And I was asked to leave the session before the session was even over. So they didn't use my wow. drums. It was awful. And 
the lesson that I learned from that was, it wasn't just the things that I'd failed on. It was the fact that I could have done one of two things at that point. And that was either I could just, like you say, not take the Keith Richards route, but I can yeah. avoid it. Yeah, and go, yeah. I'm not doing this anymore. And I, I, I'll go do something else because I'm clearly not good at, enough at this. Or I can actually use this and go, right, okay, well, I literally have a list of things that I need to work on if yeah. I want to be a professional drummer because I fell down on this, that, the other, and all the rest. So yeah. if I just address those things, that will put me in good standing. And it was like this, it was the most horrendous day. I've never felt so awful in my life. But it was also the most brilliant day in hindsight yeah. and probably one of the biggest turning points in me realizing, A, how much I wanted to do this as a career. Yeah. And B, what I actually had to do to do this as a yeah. career. So, and from that point on, you know, I just eliminated those things that went wrong. And I've made sure that everything else that I ever venture into, I try to do with so much. I just try to cover all the bases yeah. so much that I'm so overprepared that yeah. I never feel like that again. So it was a really valuable lesson, even though it was incredible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so are, the, are these kind of, are these things that, that you're talking about there, about the personal self-reflection and self-evaluation, are these kind of things that you go through in the course itself or is it more the, the, the logistics of it? So it's more the logistics of it. It's funny that you say that, though, because I'm also currently working on another course, which actually <laughs> goes more into the mindset yeah. side of things of being a professional drummer, basically. So, uh, it, yeah, it's a huge course. So it's a lot of work and it's not going to be done for quite a while. But. I think it's really valuable to yeah, kind yeah. of like just understand how to think about things and not to say that that is the only way. Obviously there are many ways to do things and just being able to have those sorts of things in place. Uh, but yeah, in terms of the remote recording course, it's more like the physical act of running a business. It's like the systems that you need to have yeah. in place to make sure that everything's organized, the way that you deal with customers, how that is sort of like basically to make it as simple as possible yeah. so you don't need to actually think about it and actually all you need to concentrate on is making music yeah. <laughs> the fun yeah. bit the good bit the bit that we all want to do um, and then it goes into how to look for customers and then develop relationships with customers yeah. keep them coming back leveraging your experience with them so that they tell their friends about working with yeah. you and you know getting more people off the back of that so it just covers all this stuff that i've sort of like learned and found out and I leave out the stuff that obviously did not work. Yeah. <laughs> but I just thought, you know, rather than someone else spending five years trying to work it yeah. out, literally, I think the total amount of video time of this course is like two hours. But in right. those two hours, I can guarantee that yeah. you will be like in such a place of like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I can do it. It's just very actionable, you know? Yeah. That's the other thing taking action, scariest thing ever best thing ever yeah like that will that is the thing that will make a difference in your life forget about yeah. business in life <laughs> no no it, it's true and it, you know you must know as i know at least five or six people in our lives that have always got this idea they've always you oh, know i'm, I'm thinking yeah. i'm thinking about doing this i'm thinking about, uh, go and do it do it. What, yeah, what's stopping you? Oh well, you see, there's I can't yeah, do this, um, and I got. Oh well, you know. Well, but again, right, I, I I found myself um, years ago wanting to do a podcast, and I, I was exactly the same. I kind of went, oh, I haven't really got the gear, you know. Yeah. Um, but as you, I noticed you said before, you went out when you first started the recording business, and you didn't get the best stuff. You know, you got the stuff that would get you going. Work. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's the same with me. If you've seen the stuff, the stuff that I've got lying around, do you know what I mean? Like little, like just little tripods and things. Love it. I've couple got of, loads of couple, 
some weird. This is to put a camera on a on a microphone stand. Uh, uh, I mean, this I mean, this one's just the work. Like it's just fit, uh, but it's off Amazon. Brilliant. It costs next to nothing. You know, it, it it does the job. That's that's the thing. It does the job, and the thing is, is that you've got to start somewhere. So yeah. just start. That's that's actually the biggest thing. You know, yeah. because. The, what I sort of realised as well, what if I had all this super expensive equipment that I didn't know how to use? So yeah. I wouldn't be getting the best sound out of it and anyway. And there's, so. there's a lot of people that do that. Like, again, you will have met several drummers or musicians in, 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 in your career where they go, right, I've just getting this... Uh, what's that company that do the... Um, oh, man, they do the, the see-through draw. Is it RCI? Oh, see-through drums. I, the only ones I ever know are Ludwig. So right, I don't so, know. Wait, okay, so you, you meet a guy or a, a girl who yeah. has just spent three, four grand on a, a you know, John Bonham signature Ludwig yeah. kit. <laughs> you know, however, let's play, and they can, you know, they're barely strumming, you know, Jeremy, you know I mean? they, kind of, they kind of play. There's so many people out there that will go and do that and buy yeah. like a three grand Gibson and can barely play Smoke on the Water, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's those people that think that the, the technology and their gear will make them successful. It's not that at all. Like, no. as you said, you've built a successful remote recording business and yes, you've added stuff, but you you kind of, you cobbled together stuff and got yourself going. I think yeah. it's those people that ultimately will succeed because you're not focused on spending money on all the gear and all, you know, it's for the exactly. love of it. If I want to do this. I will do whatever it takes with whatever I have exactly. to get to get going and i think and it's it's just the, like there is nothing that will be experience and yeah. if you're experienced in using awful gear yeah, and oh, yeah, yeah. not not the best situation yeah. but you make it work that is way more valuable than having all the equipment yeah. and and having you know oh uh, i've recorded two drum tracks in the last seven years it's like well, yeah. well that doesn't make sense yeah so i'd rather you know just get my hands dirty just yeah. get in there I mean, you look at my first, uh, so in fact, even before I did a drums guide too, I was releasing these uh, Ask Me Anything type right. videos, like maybe a couple of years before. Okay. They are the most god-awful things you've ever seen <laughs> in your life. Let's do it on my YouTube because I think it proves a good point that yeah. you don't need to be good when you start. You just need to start and then you work yeah. out like what works yeah, yeah, and yeah. what doesn't and you make it better. And I'm yeah. not saying that I'm good. I, I you know, there's so much about my videos, my podcast, all of that, that is so wrong and not great technically, or I don't care. The point is, is that I'm getting across the information I yeah, want to get yeah. across and people can get something from it. So yeah. that's winning in my books. It doesn't need to be some, you yeah. know, Michael Bay, professional director, crazy, yeah. big explosions going on. You know, it's not, I'm not about that. I'm yeah, about yeah. being me and I am imperfect. And I think to be comfortable with that and to show people that and let other people also go, yeah. Oh, me too. Actually, I'm I'm a bit of a and doofus. Th that, that's, and do you know what it is? That's the thing. Like I've watched. Like I subscribe to. Um, or subscribe. I follow. Um, like the Drumio on Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like they are like they're not super well produced, but like, you can see that there's a lot of gear. That, you know, um, and you watch them, and I just think like some of them are hit and miss. You know, some of them are really good. Some of them like the guy with a stick twirling thing. And <laughs> what are you doing? But then, you know, there's, um, there's, but then you come across, and I, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but they come across videos of yours that are just you and a camera and really, really good, honest advice, guidance, whatever, that people can take a lot more from 
than seeing you, you know, twirling sticks and doing backward symbol <laughs> thing. Do you know what I mean? Like the cringe oh, stuff. Like it, it. But again, like I think as you see there, people will also that will resonate with people, and you'll probably find that somebody like yourself who is just authentic and puts out, look, this is me. I'm I'm not going to try and be something that I'm not. People resonate with that and i think from a business perspective that must have a knock-on effect for how many people will reach out to you because you're approachable you know the the there's no pretentiousness or anything like that oh, like time for a good no energy to you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting what you say because and because we've referenced him already the person that actually made me realize that like why I like certain people. There's certain people that I watch on video when they're talking and I go, do you know what? I really like you. And it doesn't mean that I necessarily agree with everything that they're saying. Yeah, I yeah. just go, I like the fact that you're honest. And the yeah, first yeah. person to really make me feel like that was Gary V. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, do you know what? You're probably like what's and all. Like He does not care. He yeah. does not care, but he cares about getting the information out there. Yeah. And I was like, that's really interesting and i i uh, read the audiobook of i read i listened to the audiobook of crushing it yeah and because he narrated it and just the way he did it and the fact he came out of the narration yeah he comes off script a, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, off on a tangent for a little bit and i just was like and although look i love gary v he is way too intense for me he's oh, like oof. social media scheduling like how he does it yeah amazing too much for me. I literally want to kill myself yeah. if I was doing it that but much. If, but if you notice, though, like, one of the things that I, I've... Because I, I took a break from Gary V. Like, where's it gone? It's there. So when he launched that, I went and... Went, oh, yeah. Went down to London, Um, you know, paid, like, 50, 60 quid, met the guy at the book launch. Oh, nice. And, like, do you know what it is? He, he was. He was really, really spot on. Um, But one of the things that he said was... Uh, one of the, the questions that I asked him, rather, was, look, I've got two kids... This whole 18, 20 hours a day thing is not yeah. practical for me. Um, yeah. And, you know, he talks about the hustle, the grind and all that type of stuff. And he just, he said something along the lines of, look, this is me. I've got the support network to do these 18 hour, 20 days. If, you know, you do you, you yeah. just focus on what is best and what is healthy for you. And since then, he sort of like, I mean, he's probably said it to thousands of people, but it resonated with me and it made me kind of look and go, right, okay, let's just scale things back. Let's stop trying to be the guy sitting on top of the Bentley on Instagram. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I can relate because I yeah. felt exactly the same. You know, I listened to that book and I got really into his, like, his podcast. I was watching a lot of videos and I became really overwhelmed yeah. and I felt exactly the same as you. And I was like, I'm not doing enough. I should be yeah. doing more. I should be doing this. I should be creating multiple pieces of content for one piece of content, you know, yeah. repurposing all this stuff. And I was just like, this is too much. But once yeah. I step back and now where I'm at now, where I'm at a place of I can manage this and it makes sense to me and I'm not working 20 hour days. Yeah, so yeah. I'm absolutely not. But the point is, is that I'm, I'm doing it in a way that works for me, that seems to resonate with people, which is great. And that's yeah. what I want. Um, and it, I mean, in contrast, and again, I probably shouldn't say this because I know that to a lot of people, uh, like in terms of connecting with people, I know a lot of people idolize this guy and there's a lot that I like about what he says, but yeah. Tim Ferriss, I find really hard right. to connect with right. because I don't, he, he, I don't know, there's something too perfect about him, the way right. that he presents himself. Yeah. But maybe that's just the things that I've seen. I don't know. But to me, those are two very contrasting people. But yeah. it made me just realise, okay, I don't like the polished people. And it's yeah, not yeah. to say that other people will, and it will resonate yeah. with them, and that's awesome. But it's interesting that 
two people that are sort of like really gung ho about what they're yeah. doing, it's like one resonates, one doesn't. What's the difference? I think we're, I could probably, uh, my opinion on what the difference is, is Gary V will often say, like, I've failed. I want to fail. I want to learn. I want yeah. to make an investment and I come out with nothing because then I learn. You know, yeah. he, he's quite humble about his beginnings. He's, you know, he'll say, I tried this. It, it didn't. I, and it, yeah. it, 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 like, I haven't listened to a huge amount of Tim Ferriss, but the what I have listened to, it w- it was very much like that. I just thought, nah, you're it's a not. Bit too like it's a bit too. I'm really great. That's yes, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. don't know. In fact, it might be an English thing, like because quite so possibly uncomfortable yeah. with like because yeah. a lot of Americans that I chat to, they love him, they adore him, yeah. and I'm like, that is brilliant. I wish I could feel yeah. like that because I want to. I really want to. Yeah. But honestly, the amount of times I've started reading the Four Hour Work Week and just had to skip over the beginning bit where he's talking about being somewhere where he's doing some dance competition and then he managed to do some judo competition and he swindled the rules and you know a loophole. So and I was like. This isn't me. I just yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. hate to do that. Yeah. I'm just not that person. I, I want to be the person going, I failed at this. Yeah. I failed at that. Yeah. But look, I managed to make a career nonetheless. So yeah, if yeah. I can do it, anyone can do it. And yeah. I, I feel like that is a, I, it just resonates with me more. And like I say, it might be an English thing. You know, like <laughs> I think, it, I think it's like, definitely an English thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm not that good, but thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, again, on the back of what you're what you're saying there um, about sort of um, resonating with people and sort of you looking to Gary V at the Tim Ferriss for sort of inspiration and whatnot. What what would you say to an aspiring musician or a musician who's looking to get into remote recording? Besides, obviously, signing up for your course. Uh, <laughs> of course. Yeah, plug, plug, plug. <laughs> We've done well to get this far without plugging it. Um, but no, I, I mean, like. You know, as you say, the content that both you and I put out there, it's it's very different content, but essentially it's to always to try and help someone. So yes. what would you kind of say, um, besides signing up for the course, what would you say to somebody looking to get into remote recording? What would you kind of say as a sort of two best bits of advice you would give? I would say be like experiment. First right. of all, in terms of like not just just finding clients, stuff. experiment with your sound. Yeah. It doesn't matter what instrument you're playing. Like, just make a create a sound that you love. Because you know, I'm here. I've got 16 channels of audio in this studio, and I love the sound of it because it's the kind of sound that I love. But if you have one microphone that's a USB mic that costs 40 quid that you plug into your laptop. If you can make that sound like you, if that makes sense, and yeah. it doesn't need to be some hi-fi, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. It can be really gritty. Yeah. Maybe you use some like crazy effects on it or whatever it is. Just make it you. Make this a sort of a creative experience yeah. because there might be people that will hear that and go, that's the sound. That's, that's the sound, yeah, want. yeah. And like, I want that person on my recording. So I think just experiment, see what you enjoy, own it. Don't yeah. try and be like everyone else. Just, yeah, yeah. just realize you're on your own path. Um, and also be open to different a different idea to what you thought your business was going to be. Because like yeah. I said, I thought I was going to be either working with uh, like the conveyor belt thing that I was talking yeah, about, yeah. where it's literally just order online and you get your track the next day. I also thought I would just be working with 
like my ideal was to be working with producers. So I worked yeah. with three or four producers who each had 10 artists that they're working with and I'm yeah. the one supplying the drums. Actually, no, it hasn't ended up like that. And do you know what? I'm really glad because I yeah. get to have these wonderful personal one-on-one relationships. But that was not in my vision when I started. So I think to be able to be flexible and don't be afraid to just explore the different possibilities. And then that also goes for things like social media i yeah. think if you're if you can get into social media i know a lot of people are very against it for various reasons but if you can utilize that it's a very powerful tool yeah. it really is i hate it when people say that but it is a powerful yeah. tool you can um, fight it as much as you want but it's just a fact in it it is and at the end of the day it's music so you need yeah. to connect with people because that's what music is about it's about connection like on whatever like level you look at it so what it would make sense therefore to follow that through within your business so try and make connection kind of the the focal point of your business it's not about how many people you have it's about the quality of those people and those friendships that you cultivate so i'd say that i'm pretty sure that's like seven tips (laughs) was that or was that just one i don't know that's fine you've just pretty much you've condensed the two hours of your course into like three minutes Yeah. <laughs> um we've, we've actually got we've got a couple of questions here which i'll read out oh, yeah. um Great. one from uh phil bell who was a drummer uh he says uh, he's a good friend of mine actually as well uh what amount oh. of what amount of mixing do you do uh, to your drums before sending stems back to your client do you leave them raw or do you add any eq compression etc so uh, in terms of that, I add a tiny bit of EQ on different channels just to bring out the microphone and the drum because otherwise, if it's flat, sometimes it can sound a bit weird. Yeah. Um, but other than that, completely raw, no compression. And the reason is, for me, I don't have enough knowledge about compression right. and EQ and various other sort of things that you can do to audio. Um, to like, if I actually did all that stuff, it would lower the quality of what I'm sending out. Yeah. So I would much rather send it to someone who is then going to use a producer who will professionally mix it and you know use all those tools to make it sound incredible. Because I know that I can't do that yet. I'm working on it, and yeah. maybe at some point I will be able to do that. But right now, I just try and send the most high quality raw files, which. I know that that's the best product that yeah. I can give to my clients right now. But like I say, I'm working on it, so <laughs> who knows, in a year's time, I might be there all <laughs> Yeah, forget EQ, it's all about compression, yeah. yeah exactly. it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, I'm always learning, that's the I'm again, <laughs> but again, I think that's that's an, another thing you would you know not just in in sort of remote record but in business always learn. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you can if those who are frightened or against constantly learning are just going to get left behind. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's so true. And it's funny you say about we all have those friends that are kind of the Dell boys. Oh, I've got a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do anything. In a year's often, time. <laughs> yeah, but literally the first time, the first thing that I always ask them is oh, so have you read any good business books recently? And I swear to you, more often than not, it's, oh, no, what? I've never read a business book or I've never listened to a podcast or I've never, you know, none of that. And I'm like, I am obsessed with listening to audiobooks, podcasts. Like, what are people doing? It's just so fascinating to me. Like, It's a really interesting thing. So I can't understand, but I do wonder whether there's a correlation between people that are stuck in the one thing that they learned 10 years, 20 years ago and just keep doing that but not moving with the times versus the people who are like, try this, do that. 
Um, what was a really good uh, book I read recently? Oh, do you know Rob Moore? Do you know him, no, English no. author? He did a, a book called I'm Worth More. Right. And um, awful title, can I just say, because it yes. makes it sound really like yes. uh, money orientated. Yeah, yeah. It's not at all. Okay. It's this incredible business book about like just utilizing stuff that's happening now. But not only that, he talks about like the mental side of it. Which yeah, yeah sometimes a lot of books don't really go into it's like business 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 yeah. but actually the mental side of it is a massive part of it because you need to see things in yeah. the right way before you can even think about like tackling them otherwise you just end up just i don't know falling on your face so it's yeah. just really interesting but yeah, yeah, yeah i'm always into reading new books and seeing what's about and all yeah. that no well you've, you've got to again like i say you've got to there's no point in being stagnant if you can learn something new that can help you or someone else then Happy days. Yeah. Um, we've got another question from uh, Dan Dan Hardy. Right, how do you combat the lack of live input from others, such as bandmates, other engineers, etc.? Uh, I sometimes struggle with becoming deaf to the progress uh, I make. Uh, I'm the progress I'm making, and have to go away and come back regularly with a fresh set of ears. So, how do you combat the lack of sort of creative input from people in the room versus just doing it over an email or? Yeah. Uh, so weirdly, I it suits me down to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> what it means is I'm very much the person and I'm like this live as well. So every song, or let's not say every song, pretty much every song that I ever play live or I ever record, I like to either absolutely know what the story is behind that song yeah. or I listen to the lyrics and I make up my own story yeah, around yeah, it. Yeah. But what I then do is I plug in my own life experience to that now, sometimes what that means is like uh, like yesterday, for instance, I probably didn't show it very much, but for some reason, the chorus of that song just made me so angry, but in a really cool way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. In a yeah. really like, I just felt aggressive yeah. when I was listening to it. And what you probably didn't see is when I was, when I was in the studio recording it, on that last take, I was just like, I was angry. Yeah, yeah. In, I was yeah. so angry, but it's what the song needed. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the brilliant thing about this is that I am at home. I can get into whatever kind of state that I need to be in, you know, even if it's down to the kind of clothes that I'm wearing, which yeah. sounds ridiculous. No, no, it's it true. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, so the other day I was doing a song, uh, it was a charity song for a um, Brian Ferry tribute, and we right. were doing a version of Stick Together. Right. So I actually put on one of the outfits that I used to wear on stage <laughs> with Brian. <laughs> but it gets it in the mindset, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, but it just, it got me there, and I was like, cool, that's great. So for me, it works super well, because I can have my own process that I've developed. You yeah, know, yeah. It's the first, but I can, I now have my own process where, because there's no one here, aside from on the live streaming, obviously there's people there, yeah, like yeah. in the room, as it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm here by myself, I can be honest about who I am yeah. as I'm playing, rather than trying to be this kind of person that a producer is interacting yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, there's a lot of other elements that go into the fact that if the artist is in the room, that's a completely different dynamic to versus just the producer yeah. versus just me by myself yeah, yeah, email yeah. and some references and yeah. me going cool right i know what i want to bring to this yeah like pure as a pure emotion and a pure drum part is how i feel yeah um and then we can go from there if i then send it back and the artist is like actually no i wanted something more like this it's like cool all right we'll do that and then i'll change yeah. how i'm sort of like seeing it and feeling it so for me it actually works really well but it is a very different thing i think 
if you're in a band, there is something beautiful about yes. being in the room together because obviously you need that that collaboration. Yeah. It is what being a band is. But if you're a session musician, yeah, yeah. essentially you're a hired gun. You're there to yeah, do a yeah. job and you've got to put in the right kind of emotion and energy. You know, I'm not there going, excuse me, I need to be a featured artist and I need a four-bar <laughs> drum solo in middle age. And you know, I'm not that person. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Right, what does the song need? Yeah, I'm yeah. going to do that. Yeah. That's my baseline. Happy days. Um, <laughs> Do you know what it is? I could I could talk for hours and hours, and I know you probably don't have that. So, well, uh, before we go, I don't know if you've seen the the clips that we do on um on YouTube and Twitter, but we do at the end of every chat. We, I do it um what's called rapid fire five. So okay. it's basically five questions right off the bounce. Uh, I need oh, your God. I need your favorite answer as quick as you can. Right? Oh, I'm so, dead. Uh, okay. <laughs> th- th- these these are all pretty tame, bar the last one, which is very controversial. So, right. first one: acoustic or electronic kits, obviously. Acoustic. Uh, live or studio? Uh, uh, looks like right, studio because it's, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Insta- Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. UK gigs or European gigs? Oh, I hate to say it, but European better catering. <laughs> <laughs> so I should just rephrase that: UK food or European food? <laughs> ah, that's that's. <laughs> and the last one now this is the controversial one that we've had mixed opinion on star wars or star oh. trek oh star wars all the way yes oh thank god for that get I'm in we've had we've had now episode five now i think that is steve wraith said star wars dan said star trek bianca said star trek uh i think Anastasia last night said Star Wars. Yes, yeah, so three tunes Star Wars. Get in. Yes! Happy Star days. Or are you both? Uh, no, no, I've got a, a Millennium Falcon on my oh! arm. Uh, I can't even show it. How do you tell? Do I, uh, uh, yeah, how did you show that how, part of your arm? Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, you can kind of oh, see wow, it. That's, um, that's cool. But uh, it's, can you remember the old um, the, the, the manuals that you used to get with cars? Yeah. Like the the Ford thing, it used to have like the schematics of the of the. F- so when I went to the tattoo artist Gabrielle Lastra, who's amazing, I can't. Why can't yeah. I? Oh, oh, there you go, there you go. There we go. <laughs> I, I wanted something that was like the schematics of the of the Millennium Falcon, and we found pictures, and it was like so detailed, and I was like, look, that's going to take forever. So it just got like a really basic, like to the to the point where it had like the layout of the little chess table that. Uh, Chewbacca oh, and no like oh it was it was insane but I mean that would have just looked crazy like oh, so I was gonna say you're gonna have to get another one on your back oh you can have, like, all the don't don't <laughs> me my wife would have a fit like she, honestly she would have an absolute <laughs> fit but uh, but Emily listen thank you so much for your time uh, really really appreciate it um where can people find out a bit more about what you do and to sign up for the course uh, if they want to yeah, so, I mean, the best place to find me at the moment is Instagram, probably. So if you just look up Emily Drums and I will be there and there's a link on my bio that has a link to literally all the things that I, I do. Oh, I didn't tell you as well. I release free drum stems as well. Uh, every week. Yes. <laughs> we didn't even yes. touch on no. that. So anyway, just go to my my my, uh, my Instagram and you will see plenty of me playing and blathering on. Uh, if anyone's interested in the course, you can go straight to remoterecordingbusiness.com. Um, but yeah, just come say hi. I think that's my main thing is just come say hello, let's have a chat and uh, let's talk about Star Wars, obviously. Yes. 
<laughs> what a way to leave it. Thank you so much. Get in. Oh. Emily, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your day and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much, Phil. Thanks for having me. It's been amazing. Thank you once again to Emily for our time today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. Please leave a review uh, on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. Uh, It really, really does help, as I've said before. It helps the the podcast reach a whole new audience. Uh, If you have any questions or you have any uh, recommendations for future guests, please reach out on social. Uh, We're on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, uh, LinkedIn as well. And we're also on theprogresspodcast.com. Hope you're well, guys. Stay well, stay healthy and we'll see you on the next one. Take care.